Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's a New Year's pod and we've got some hot takes and predictions like which pickleball leadership is getting the axe in 2024 and did this baseball company just become a 10 million dollar sponsor of one of the tours and will mlp and ppa finally merge wow and what's gonna happen to the app in 2024 (laughs) don't forget about me so stick around the oracles are lighting up because it's pod 31 the predictions here they come Oh, the pickleball drama is nowhere near done. A double rhyme to double start rhyme. the New Year's pod. Ooh. <laughs> tuned in now to this pickleball life. I'm Kiddos and Jilly B is my wife. She's the pro and I've got the filler. She's sweet to me, but on the court, she's a killer. Unadulterated and efficiently bringing you the best and worst things in Phoebe. Tell your friends and stay for another. And no one loves us more than your mother. One thing's for sure, one hit and you're addicted. Grab a pile, grab a court, don't resist it. So click subscribe, let's go, let's get cracking. Sing song done, let's go, let's get laughing. This Pickleball Life. Welcome to Pod 31. It's a New Year's pod. I'm your girl, Jilly B, Jill Braverman, pro pickleball player, former tech CEO and startup founder, and of course, co-host of TPL, This Pickleball Life, with the one and only... K-Dubs, duper 4.09, but I'm going to pretend I'm a 4.5 because I'm aspirational. I'm also a golf pro, so you have to be aspirational. And I'm a pickleball addict. So with that, shall we get started? Let's get into it. All right. What's our motto this year, Jilly? New Year, old you. (laughs) Who is a New Year's resolution junkie? Not me. I'm just saying, double down on what worked for you in 2023. I want to pretend like I came up with that, but I was listening to like an inspirational Instagram from Matthew McConaughey. I'm going to be totally (laughs) honest. And he was talking about like, instead of trying to create all these new habits and get rid of old habits, how about you double down baby on what worked so well for you last year? I love that. And you're like the most anti New Year's resolution person (laughs) I've ever met. Yeah. I have a weird uh, love-hate relationship with goals. I've, I've come to the other side of it. I think I've come to a little bit more of a love relationship with goals, but I feel like I was ruined in my younger years by that like, okay, everybody sit down and grab a piece of paper and write down your goals. It just felt so um, abrasive. And I just want my goals to be sort of, uh, sort of internal, you know? I don't want anyone to force my goals on me. <laughs> 
What about you? Did you have your your like team leaders and and t teachers make you do uh, goals, yeah, when, or am I the only one? Oh no, I was making myself do the goals. Yeah, no, no. That's why you and I are. Uh, we're good together. We're like polar you're, you're yin like, and yang. Should, should I just write down what I already put on my forearm yesterday? Teach. Oh, that's too funny. Well, these uh these axioms that we have in terms of like doubling down on what worked, it kind of reminds me a little bit of red car theory. I was sick last week, so I was doing a lot of theorizing, pontificating, <laughs> philosophizing, Inst Instagram philosophizing. So I was learning about red car theory. Do you know a little bit about red car theory? When I hear red car theory, I think of the theory that if you buy a red car, you're more likely to get pulled over. <laughs> okay, I did own a red car, and I did true. not get a single ticket in my red car. Is that is that the full story, or is that like the conclusion? Or is that when I had the motorcycle cop issue in LA, I, I and then I, my license got suspended because I forgot over. to pay that ticket? And you got a ticket, but you got it revoked, removed. <laughs> anyway, so red car theory. But I wasn't there for that. Red car theory works like this. How many red cars did you see today? You'll be like, I don't know how many red cars I saw today. And then you'll leave that conversation and all you will see all day long for a week, if not months to come, red cars. So opportunity works the exact same way. You just have to be looking for them. Totally. If I said, I'll give you $100 every time I see a red car, you'd be seeing a lot of red cars. <laughs> yes. And that's the thing is opportunity just passes you by because you're so focused on your problems or yeah. your, your existing, you know, whatever humdrum routines. Totally. And you know, you don't notice that was a ball floating lightly over the kitchen close to the line. <laughs> That's called an Ernie opportunity. So here's to all of our listeners uh, looking for those red cars and those opportunities in 2024. Let's not let them pass us by. Uh, we're going to get into ICYMI in case you missed it. Oh, yes. We uh, have a couple of really good in case you missed it. But uh, first, the first one is uh, somewhat surprising, but not surprising since it's on this pod. JB, tell us what was the best performing stock of the year? Okay, so in case you missed it, this year's best performing stock was left for dead after the pandemic. It wasn't a big tech company. It was actually a title sponsor of the pickleball tour. Can you guess? Drum roll, please. Not Margaritaville. Carvana. <laughs> Kristen, do you think it was Annalie buying the Range Rover that Definitely. brought them out of bank the Range near bankruptcy? Rover, you know, that, that commercial lived on. Uh, it lived in memes. It was re-aired. I think basically for every time that commercial was aired, they must have sold 12 cars. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. What else could it have been for Carvana? You know, Forbes quotes Carvana as a used car hawker that f flirted with bankruptcy. Hey, I'm happy for the PPA. You know why? Why? Because PPA needs that Carvana money to pay for all the pickleball lawsuits they're about to undergo or are already. And don't get me started on the merger. Oh man, that's too funny. In case you missed it, this pod is taking place between Christmas and New Year's. Six days of WTF. Like, do nothing. Don't work. Sit on the couch so much, you turn into a couch. 
Yeah, I unfortunately was forced to the couch in my case, throwing out my back in, of all places, physical therapy. I had a lot of supervision for that back throw. It's actually the worst I've ever felt, but I'm, I'm on the other side because of heat and cold. Contrast therapy. That's so right. Good. Our uh, recovery pod was one of our most popular pods. So obviously a lot of listeners out there care about their recovery and their health. We hope you are off to a healthy start to 2024, but that, yeah, that uh, heat cold therapy is it's a, like it's a reset so button for your I know. body. I got to do that more. All right, in case you missed it, are the new balls for PPA the next three years going to be Vulcan balls? A $10 million deal over the course of three years? Oh, baby. So what is $10 million in three years? $3.3 million a year. So if you figure that that sponsorship leads 165,000 people to spend $20 on Vulcan, it pencils out. I don't think those odds are too far off. I think that kind of uh, makes sense. Are you... Or you have, what would that be, uh, like 70,000 people spending $60? I think there's about 200,000... You know, competitive tournament players is probably the best way to yeah to think about that. People who are actively going and playing a tournament. How many unique participants in PPA events? Well, if you've got 25 PPA amateur events a year and a thousand participants at each, you know, it's 25,000. But you've got to have a little bit of crossover, right? Like some people totally. playing multiple events. And in so, the same breath, some avid players are going to double down. They're going to buy something and like what they bought, buy it again. No balls last forever. Well, you're a Have little, you tried the ball yet? I'm going to say I disagree with you. I think you're a little bit more bullish uh, than I am on them hitting that 165,000 uh, person number spending 20 bucks. Uh, but hey, would love for that to happen for them. No, I haven't tried it yet. I just ordered uh, two dozen. Okay. Yeah, I wonder even what they're trying to be. Are they just trying to replicate Dura? Are they trying to be uh, better in some way or a Dura but more durable? I feel like that's what everyone keeps claiming their ball is. But uh, so far, nothing really compares to the Neo Slick, in my opinion. 100%. I know. It's, I love that ball so much, the like, Vega 40. And also, I think like the pro with the pro discount, the Vulcan, Vulcan balls are still $2 a ball. And I'm like, God, I just don't understand this. Like, it's... The Vega 40 is like a dollar thirty. Yeah. A ball. Yeah. No. I and that's just on Amazon. I guess I come from golf where balls are like five dollars each. <laughs> so everything seems cheap, but it adds up. You're like, shoot. We have one more in case you missed it. According to a very lengthy article in the Athletic, is pro tennis finally changing? And if so, it's thanks to a real players' association. That's right. According to the Athletic. Professional tennis is broken. Here's how to fix it is the title of the article. So why and how is change finally happening in tennis after 100 plus years of literal dysfunction? According to the article, you have external forces in the form of Saudi Arabia and the PTPA. That's the association, the player association led by Novak Djokovic that you never had before. Does this sound familiar? Hello, Pickleball Player Collective. There's a reason leadership of pickleball hates that we're finally organizing. (laughs) The article goes on to say the PTPA has grown into something the the sport has never had. 
a viable and well-financed independent platform for players to attack the status quo. The men's and women's tours, the WTA and the ATPA, ATP, have largely treated the PTPA as an outside agitator. In October, Steve Simon, the chief executive of the WTA tour, refused to allow a PTPA representative to take part in a meeting between him and the top 20 players, more than half of whom are members of the PTPA, ironically enough. so weird. I mean, you already have 20 people in the room. Why not allow one more from the same organization? So Vasek Popisil, a veteran player from Canada and a founding member of the PTA, PTPA, said of the Grand Slams, a players association is here now and they understand that as something and they understand that's something that needs to be accepted. The players want to have a seat at the table. So we're so, saying, mm-hmm, go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah. What, what is similar and what's different with tennis? Obviously, it's been around longer, but as uh, we always talk about, it's the alphabet soup problem. It's too many entities, right? Do you feel like that is the same well, it's, experience right now. It's a bit it's that's why really the the principal reason for the merger to happen between MLP and PPA is to avoid becoming the alphabet soup of tennis. So you have mm-hmm. to imagine a world where they don't merge, right? There's more confusion with sponsors, not all the best players are playing in the same place. Now let's imagine each one of those organizations creates their own ball or does it, you know, different deals with ball companies. Then they create their own set of rules. Heck, maybe one of them or both of them create their own governing body. That's so not far off from a possibility. And then you blink in your tennis. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people just know the Grand Slams. Um, And so what this article was basically outlining is that they would want actually to create more of a, like, PGA corn fairy situation where you delineate these majors plus like 10 and then the other tournaments are like purposefully feeder events where you know Novak is not playing and that leaves more room for upcoming players to make their mark and get themselves well, onto the bigger You're tour. nailing it. So so the the biggest marker of dysfunction in sports is a lack of a, a coherent pathway system. That's the easiest way to explain it. Meaning if you're a up and coming or a wannabe pro player right now in pickleball, where do you get noticed and how do you start? It's not super clear. Do you go play minor league pickleball? Do you play next gen on the APP? Do you try and qualify for pro events on the PPA? Do you play the PPA futures tour? Do you play on your college team? Do you play on your college team, your duper college team? So we're already right now in real time in pickleball seeing this non-unification of a coherent pathway system. Again, if MLP and PPA are able to consummate the merger, that will help a lot in unifying a pathway. And that's just so important. It's so important for the growth of the game. Yeah. That's what tennis has always lacked. And I think um, it should be a, a good lead by example for these, these players in pickleball to understand the impact of banding together and supporting each other. When, when one wins, we all win. And, um, and there's evidence by the top player in the world, Novak Djokovic, being the front runner and passionate about this collective. So really cool to see. Yeah, and, and I think we're going to talk a little bit about this too. You know, Novak Djokovic being the number one player in the world, so easy for him to just take sweetheart deals, put his tail between his legs and not care about the other players. 
kind of like a lot of our pickleball pro players, <laughs> but he doesn't do that. And we'll talk more about that later. Yes, indeed. All right. So that was the in case you missed it section. I'm liking this new section. <laughs> I like it too. It's a little bit different than what we're about to get into our own personal catching up, but we want to make sure that our audience stays in the loop on all the things we think are important. So hopefully you agree. Let us know. But in our case, it's been from one illness to another, right? Dodging whatever your family got luckily sounded way worse. But I mean, this little lingering phlegm is still going on inside me. After we got got back from Mexico, Jill went through a doozy that she's still fighting off. I don't think it was COVID. I don't think it was a cold. I don't think it was the flu. I'm I'm almost certain it was the Black Death. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, I'm bringing it back, y'all. And I went to CVS, but I couldn't find a test kit for the Black Death. So This would fall in line with you also believing you were patient zero four months before COVID-19. COVID. That is actually true. You had it like COVID July 19. It's true. And so. just as Kristen started to feel better from getting sick, she throws her back out in rehab. And I'm just curious, what does a knee and a back even have to do with each other in <laughs> rehab? They're like 42 inches away from each other. Like, what were you doing? Yeah, well, I guess it comes back to the old uh, brain spinal cord connect all system, you know? You, everything is the back. Your arm, it's the back. Your leg, it's the back. Your toe, it's the back. And what our PT said yesterday was that because the back has so many nerves and so many connections going through, that it's especially susceptible to these kind of like nondescript back injury. And there's nothing really to do about it other than to keep moving in the ways you can move until you can move more without moving so hardcore fast that you then bring more inflammation. Like you're training your brain to say, oh, oh, I can do this now. Oh, look, I can bend over again. Oh, I can put my socks on like a big girl. Oh yeah. All I know is I'm so thankful you're feeling better, love of my life, because I am Really tired of cleaning up the cat litter. Really tired of uh, doing the dishes. And um, it has been fun helping you put your pants on. That's been really just a, yeah. a yeah. cute Yeah, taking them off moment. is easier, but putting them on is tough. Yeah. No. But, uh, yep, Kitty Litter Central. That's me. I I back in business. Um, for me, yes, while I was sick, I was finalizing my teaching calendar for 2024. I'm only teaching a few times. I'm super pumped. I'm going to be doing at a private club in NorCal in June. So if you're in NorCal and interested in something, you can hit me up. Also, Mexico is filling up thanks to those who have registered with the early bird pricing. So again, that's October 28th through the 30th in Baja, Mexico, one hour north of Cabo at the beautiful Trace Palapas. If you're still interested, you can learn more on um, my website, JillianBraverman.com. And I am going to do six more clinics across the country. So if you're interested in having me come to your club, you can uh, ask your director to email this pblife at gmail.com. I'm also going to be doing six clinics once a month for the first six months of the year at the new beautiful Paradise Pickleball, which is a 21-quart facility in Indian Wells. So if you feel like coming out to the desert and taking a trip and seeing me, you can email this pblife at gmail.com. So yeah, I'm super excited for this year of it'll be a good mix of playing and uh, teaching. Do you think there's any, uh, there's any universe connection between the fact that we posted that video from Trace Palapas and said pickleball in paradise and then 
12 steps from our house. Paradise they Pickleball. <laughs> Paradise Pickleball. And you Just know, saying. I'm really glad that I'm finalizing my teaching calendar, you guys, because it's January 2nd and I actually have not been paid this year. That's right. No MLP players who are due payment on the first of every single month have received payment as of January 2nd. When we emailed our player services representative, we were told that MLP is confident in the merger closing uh, soon. I think they've set the date of January 9th, six days from today, and they're confident that post-merger players will be paid. Kristen, what do you think about that? Yeah, all I can say is it's like, whose bank account is this coming out of? And they must be waiting for this to dust settle, dots cleared, signed off, so that that capital infusion of $20 million goes in and then goes out to the players. But as of now, still on the wait list. That's okay. It's not like these 103 players who are banking on that. You know, no one has mortgages or No one families has kids. No one has or any mouths to responsibilities. Feed. It's all good. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. We're fine. fine. We're fine. All the players are millionaires, right? Yeah, totally. So also this week, Chili being bedridden as she was one of the days with her illness... Uh, being the voracious reader that she was, started a book and finished it in 12 hours, which is apropos because the whole book surrounds 12 o'clock midnight. Right. Right? So you went yeah. from noon to noon instead of or noon to midnight, I guess. <laughs> I did. Read that book. It is called The Midnight library it's in 12 so hours good. straight and it's i am so about one third of the way through it is so awesome really so it's all about between life and death there's a library and i promise this this has a point to pickleball so within that library the shelves go on forever there's every golf books pickleball books no i'm just kidding every book provides a chance to try another life you could have lived to see how things would be if you had made other choices the notion that doing one thing differently is the same as doing everything differently. So it explores the idea, are there any other lives at all? Or is it just our furnishings that actually change? Which leads to the theme of the day. It's the theme of the day. The scorpion and the frog. So I think we're all familiar with the story of the scorpion and the frog. I don't know. No? I was not. Okay. Tell I us, think, tell us the story of the scorpion. if I correctly uh, got the memo. Sure. The scorpion and the frog is a story of two entities needing to cross a lake. As we know, frogs have a much easier time getting through water than scorpions, but scorpions have other uh defense mechanisms and tools so they come to an agreement scorpion i will pop on your back you swim me across and when we get to the other side we go our our separate ways and we are safer together than apart and the, but frog the frog's goes, like wait what happens if you sting, sting me, me? The scorpion's like why would i do that if i sting you we both drown mm -hmm. So Scorpion hops on Frog's back, starts swimming across the lake, and lo and behold, stings the frog halfway across the lake. So, and the frog's like, wait, we just went over this. You weren't supposed to sting me. Ah! And so as they both go down, the scorpion looks at the frog and goes, I know, I just couldn't help myself. 
I am who I am. Right? So it goes back to the Midnight Library and it goes back to Pickleball. We so are who we are. Tom Dundon, Connor Pardo, the PPA, they are who they are. You cannot change their DNA, right? First they make a choice, then the choice makes us. So prediction number one of 2024, I am not certain a merger is going to happen because of the scorpion and the frog. I've talked to so many MLP team owners, and when I say, do you want a merger to happen or do you not want a merger to happen? This is what they say. Well, we'd like a merger to happen, but under fair terms. What we've received in terms of contracts and red lines the past two weeks have not been fair. They've been materially different than what we've agreed to in principle verbally. These terms are not fair. So we want a fair merger, but a fair deal with Dundon isn't possible, right? This is what the team owners are, are texting me, writing me, emailing me. Again, because it's that scorpion and the frog. So I think everyone, including myself, wants a merger. People yeah. think I'm anti-merger. No, I, I, I think a merger with the right leadership in place, with the right terms for the employees of MLP, for the employees of PPA, for the players themselves, for the team owners, for the investors, for the, for the sponsors, for the fans, makes sense. But it's a deal that doesn't make sense doesn't make entities. sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I just keep wondering if every single year in the future of Pickleball, we spend six months trying to make a merger happen and six months trying to rip each other's heads off. Maybe that's just the cycle of Pickleball, the new norm. So prediction number two, new leadership at the PPA and MLP. Is it possible? Can we clean house? Can we drain swamps? 100% house is getting cleaned. I mean, um, the weird thing is MLP's like kind of already uh, clearing out yeah. or self-clearing i don't know so there there already is a void that needs to be filled obviously with brooks being gone mm -hmm. and steve previously being gone and, and making sure that there's really clear and strong leadership there um i think there's news national news that is about to break that will make the previous cnbc article look tame yeah and uh, i think there are going to be resignation letters two hours after that story breaks. We shall see. We shall see. So keep on the on the lookout for news. Um, but it does beg the question, where are they? Where are these strong leaders in pickleball? Where are they going to come from? We know that there are smart people out in the world. Like, why does pickleball not have enough of them? Yeah, no, I think... Um what I thought a lot about is if the merger doesn't go through, who's there to run MLP? And, you know, you've got all these incredibly, not just famous, but knowledgeable team owners. I mean, you've got Mark Lazary from the Milwaukee Bucks. You've got the DeVos family, Orlando Squeeze, and they're with the uh, NBA Magic team. You've mm -hmm. got Ross Chaffetz, uh, Team Liquid Esports he's invested in. He's invested in Alpine F1. They've got Chaffetz Arena. This is just like three names off the top of our head that not that they have to be leaders themselves and step up, but they have the teams in place already, the existing infrastructure. We saw how much that helped the PPA with Tom Dundon having experience with the Carolina Hurricanes and being able to leverage 
uh, aspects of that business for the PPA and his pickleball and his pickleball businesses. Yeah. So I think we've got to look internally to some of these team owners or investors or even sponsors of the tour and see if they can help really offer legitimate, honorable, competent leadership. Well, I think it comes down to what what you said. It has to almost be an investor. It has to almost be a equity job because right now if you have someone who's capable of working for the NBA or the MLB like they're not gonna they're not gonna settle for a paycheck at MLP or PPA for less than half a million dollars and if you think these players salaries are out of whack like they gotta step up and be able to pay equivalent salaries to get the equivalent talent Right. Otherwise, you're just going to get someone who's like volunteering and passionate or they have enough stake, enough equity that they feel like it's it's going to be uh, a worth their weight. Um, but so far, it hasn't been a very consistent um, leadership at MLP and PPA has been consistently something. <laughs> Please don't make me laugh like that. I'm going to pop a lung. I've got a tournament in a week. <laughs> You are who you are. Amazing. Prediction number three, drug testing. Why I have so much confidence in the tours being able to execute on drug testing when we are still (laughs) either not executing on paddle testing or changing paddle testing standards on the fly. I don't know. But I am going to predict that we will see in 2024 drug testing. Players, get ready to reveal your Adderall prescriptions. I am so freaking tired of competing against six four six foot four dudes hopped up on Adderall like (laughs) did God not give you enough of a natural advantage that you have to now chemically induce and steal my singular advantage which is an innate amount of focus yeah I mean I've just always been somewhat fascinated by the focus thing like who's losing focus in the middle of an intense point at like 10 10 where balls flying at your face a million miles an hour and that cheer people always like focus focus what focus what i don't need your reminder to here's how you know if someone has actually never played sports they yell focus at you (laughs) as advice if you're yelling focus at your kids when they're competing that's the wrong thing to be yelling pay attention I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe we're the exception and uh, everyone else in the world is like, yeah, I need help focusing on all things. Focus on my kids, focus on my work, focus on my pickleball. Why would it be any different? But I do feel like Adderall in sports, and this is not just pickleball, by the way. We just watched a documentary that talked about football players and basketball players. This is going across lots and lots of sports, but I think an Adderall prescription is now the new emotional support animal. Totally. It's like, I get nervous on flights. Can you write me a prescription? Oh my gosh. It is literally pro sports version of an emotional support animal. I absolutely love that. (sighs) Um, But since so many players are on it, even without prescriptions, and they're sharing them with each other like candy, I have been looking into, no, not an Adderall prescription, nootropics so this notion that there are um non-synthetic so totally natural 
things you can put in your body to help you with mental clarity, acuity, focus, better sleep. Um, so Nootropics. Sounds like N-E-W spelled N-O-O. Mm-hmm. Nootropics. So I just started trying something called Ketone IQ um, that I've shockingly, I, I think I've liked. Uh, I'm only on like day two of it. Super expensive. It's like four to five bucks a shot. You just take, take this little shot. It tastes so bad. It tastes like I've never tried my cat's pee, my cat's urine, but I have to imagine if I were to take a shot of Toby's uh, feline urine, it would taste just like this Somewhere ketone IQ. in between cat piss and uh, chlorine. Yeah, cat piss and chlorine. Yeah. Um, so I'm not big on like drugs of any kind. I barely take vitamins, but I have been taking this ketone IQ. I have been looking into nootropics. Uh, yeah, if you have found something that you've liked a lot and you're listening to this pod, I mean, shoot us an email or drop it in the comment. I'm really into learning about this new field, this new old field, new, yeah. to, new to me field, I will say. New tropics. All right, what's prediction number four, Jilly? Let's talk about the APP. What is Don't going... forget about us. <laughs> what is going to happen to the APP? I think... I think it's going to get stronger. You know, I've always been a little bit bearish. We've always poked a little bit of fun at the APP. But hey, they've been sitting really, you know, quietly, really focused on going a mile deep and an inch wide on producing great amateur events. Yep. They changed their name to Association of Pickleball Players last year, not Mm -hmm. just pros. And they're doubling down on trying to make the best atmosphere as a tournament experience for players. So they're moving to round robins leading into uh, a bracket, basically guaranteeing Mm -hmm. four matches. Mm -hmm. That sounds familiar. Very familiar. When we were, you know, at Duper and I was running Duper, we invented the waterfall. Timed four-hour blocks of matches. Four and four. Yes. But uh, they're also starting APP teams and I just am very curious, who is left? Who is going to play on these teams? Salome Davidze? Yeah. Lee no, that's a, really, that's a really good point. Ryan Sherry. No, no he signed, signed with the PPA. PPA. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I think they're going to, the APP is going to double down on this notion of, hey, we're the freedom tour, which is right what MLP kind of used to be before um, having to get into the exclusive agreement competition game. Um, so as long as there is new talent coming in, which I think has now turned on like a faucet of Good. new talent. Let's hope. Um, the, yeah. a- the APP is going to have a business. As long as there's new talent coming in, the APP will have a business. And I do think, you know, as a side note, when people are criticizing these outlandish, you know, player contracts that are three to five years ahead of their time, you do have to realize that there's a reason Jack Sock and Jeannie Bouchard are coming in. There's a reason that these bigger uh, guaranteed paydays are going to bring in bigger talent. There are going to be people who are like, I can't be bothered to play pickleball if it's going to make me 60 grand a year, but if it's going to make me two to 500, now I'm in. Now I'm going to spend some time training at it. Now I'm going to get a coach. Now I'm going to switch from playing tennis or racquetball to playing pickleball full time. But until you have that kind of beacon at the end of the tunnel, you're going to slow down the flow of talent. All right, so Kristen, what is our fifth and final 
2024 pickleball prediction. This 2024 will be the year of junior pickleball. The young guns are coming and they don't require $200,000 payday to come, but in a way they kind of do. I've always said that once college pickleball really hits and there are scholarships, that is going to trigger a cascade of parents to opt their kids into pickleball and it will cascade a trigger in coaches to create more junior pickleball programming. Right now, parents sign their kids up for what they think will set their kid up for the most success and tennis scholarships are there. Pickleball scholarships have not happened yet, but the movement is coming. Parents love it. They want their kids to have a chance at following that same pickleball is joy experience. And compared to so many of the sports we played as juniors, oh my gosh, if there had been pickleball, I don't think I would have played anything else. Not that I think that anyone should put their kid into a single sport, but junior pickleball, here we come. And, Love uh, it. and, and within that, we now have competing college championships. In fact, I think the APP's version of the college national championship is coming up in like a week. So there might be a little bit of a, you know, looking at the business side of things, a war to own junior pickleball programming, because you see, again, these competing national championships with Duper Collegiate National Championship, which is team-based. Then you've got the APP National College Championship, which is individual. Now you've got a junior PPA tour, which I think they tried to launch last year. I didn't see much from. But yeah, or maybe even two big. years ago. They, they actually haven't blocked me from their junior PPA tour mm -hmm. Instagram. Yeah. So now when I type PPA, I'm like, oh yeah, we're blocked, but I can see it, the juniors. Totally. Hey, PPA, if you haven't blocked me yet on all of the channels, you've got to get on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think it could be a really interesting business landscape struggle and fight for junior pickleball. And when I worked at Universal Tennis Rating, UTR, that was their whole model was get the kids early. If you get them hooked early, you're going to own them for life. So UTR was the standard by which, and still is for the most part, college coaches recruited kids. So because the college coaches cared about it, the parents cared about it, the kids cared about it. So then the coaches cared about it, right? It was like relevance. It was like securing college. A myth we all believe in. <laughs> Securing college secured the life cycle, essentially, of the player yeah. until post-graduation. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's just so important to capture that imagination and those players as early as possible. Yeah. No, um, in, in golf, the AJGA was the penultimate, you know, beacon of junior elite golf. Uh, but that didn't stop the IJGT and all these other entities from, from having their sure. relevancy. And I do think it's tricky as juniors, you really just don't want to travel as much. You know, you just don't, like it's one national championship, big travel. And that's kind of like no parent wants to cross crisscross the country for their junior. But uh, you did kind of crisscross the country. You're just lucky you're from Southern California where in tennis, right. you kind of have more access to sort of close events, but not everyone does. Some people totally. live in New York or they live in, you know, Montana, they live in Washington. They're, they're gonna hopefully create something in pickleball where you have that relevancy of duper connecting everyone. So you can compare a kid who's crushing it in the regional stuff in Washington to a kid crushing it in Florida. But, uh, but either way, I just think it's a, it's a wash, it's coming. It's a so, wave, ride it. So 
those are our predictions and we want to hear what yours are. So we are actually doing our biggest giveaway ever on this podcast. 10 we, for 10. <laughs> 10 products to 10 different individuals. And all you have to do is subscribe on YouTube. That's right. If you're watching on YouTube, literally just hit that red button that says subscribe to Jilly B Pickleball and leave a comment with what prediction we just went over that you agree with or give us your own prediction for 2024. That's right. That's all you have to do. We're giving away 10 different products. We're giving away Mizuno court shoes, Rock Solar Packs, Vega 40 Balls, Pro Band Pain Relief Products. We're giving away Groovin Paddles signed by yours truly, Hesicore Grips, and Rainstorm Energy Drinks. It is the biggest giveaway ever. Wow, you do not want to miss that. So comment on your predictions, hit that subscribe button, and just for the record, after you comment, when you are a winner of one of our contests, we will reply to email us for further instructions. So after you do your comment, hex me, rain, make it rain, pickleball is joy, be on the lookout inside your YouTube app for that little notification that Jilly B has written you back. And that is how you actually accept your prize. So be on the lookout in those notifications. We are talking to you previous winners. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chilling by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to take a quick break from Ruck. Ruck Solar Packs are 50% off what? right now. They extended their Black Friday and their Christmas discount to 50% off right now. Do we know when that's going to end or that's just a TBD sometime in January? I think we've got one more week of okay. amazing so get pricing. after it. The Ruck Pack is such a unique product, staying charged all day long. Get that solar out in the sun, on the court, staying charged. You got to get your hands on one of these rough packs. And now they're doing apparel too. All right, we've got some PPA, MLP scheduling updates. If you can call it that. I mean, they've released the schedule a couple weeks ago, but then they gave you a, a little bit more detail mm -hmm. over the last, uh, last week or so that some of the events will be just Challenger, some will be just Premier, and then there will be a couple with all of them at once. I'm getting calls from Premier players as of last night saying, what's the schedule? There hasn't been a draft yet. When's the draft? <laughs> we haven't been paid yet. We're, are we really going to be teaching you know, clinics as part of this developmental tour? What are the dates for that? Like, It just seems like players are so 
up in the air right now with uh, with the yeah. schedule. Yeah, I guess when they send you your first paycheck, they'll tell you when they when they want you to show up for work. <laughs> um, I have a tournament next week. I am playing the Masters, you guys. So I'm playing with Jaume, Martinez, Vic, and Mixed. I am playing uh, women's singles, and then I was not not going to play a third event uh, because singles, right, is kind of a grind, and it's my first time back to singles. And I I realized. Uh, Christine Maddox is also a Pepperdine wave, a Pepperdine wave played number one was an NCAA all American. Also a tall blonde, <laughs> very strong, probably hits the ball harder than any female I've ever seen. Like, also does Reiki. Yes. Yes. Um, Should I, I go realized on? she was playing and like, we've been meaning to play one. And I was like, do you, do you want to play? And she's like, yeah, let's freaking play. So let's it just totally waves. worked out really organically. I think she's been playing, you know, training for like four or five months so she'll be pretty um she'll be pretty raw which is great because that's when you just like kind of know what you're doing and kind of don't and you just hit every ball as hard as you can which is kind of where the game is going so it's like hey if she doesn't want to dink that's fine by me and let's not forget that you uh and Jaume started in Atlanta and yeah. he was 30 percent better every single day totally. he played with you so I think uh, I think maybe you're just the secret ingredient. Um, I think uh, right now I'm in all three for qualifying, which is fascinating. So if you accepted a reduction, right, an MLP pay reduction, you get to play the main draw of the PPA. If you didn't, you're in qualifying despite all of the ranking points you may have accrued in the past couple of years. Yeah, check it out. You can see JW and Georgia are, are in, in the, the qualifying. Qualies. So in my sister's exact words, as I was telling her this, you know, she's like 5,000 feet above it all looking down. She goes, how idiotic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Not you, your Natalie. Words. Thank you, Natalie, for yes, really drilling down to the SPP perspective. Issue. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, we will see who actually shows up. Uh, it's in our backyard, so it's always nice to be able to sleep in your own bed 20 minutes away, head over to Mission Hills. <clears throat> but uh, I do think I see a lot of people on the Pickleball Brackets list that uh, we are pretty fairly 99.9% .9 certain not are not playing, playing in it at Yeah, all, because at who's so. going to fly cross-country? Who's going to fly, period? For this question mark, question mark, question mark. To play in qualifying, to not have your event fees comped, to play for no prize money and to be treated probably like dog, you know, like no one's going to do that. So I think it's going to be a pretty skinny draw. Like cat urine. <laughs> yeah, cat urine. And um, the reason I'm doing it is because it's in my backyard and my whole family have this on their calendar to come out and watch and, you know, it's right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, again... It's all TBD. Will there be prize money? Will there not be prize money? No one has really out and out announced, I think, for sure, one way or the other. But I'll tell you one thing. If there's no prize money, there will no never be betting again in this sport. I mean, we had it for like a hot second. I think two events had betting and then they pulled it for, you know, seemingly the reason that too many people were winning. Interesting. And now it's like, wh why would anyone try their hardest if there's no prize money. I think there will have to be some form of prize money. And I think in the case of the teams, if you kind of look at a lot of other sport entities, my dad was making this point. It's like, you, you do just get your salary. You guarantee you get, you know, Lionel Messi for $60 million for three years. 
but they create bonus structures if you win the Super Bowl or bonus structures every time you make it to quarterfinals, semifinals. Right. So that would be my prediction is that these MLP team owners are going to have to create their own prize money, um, so to speak, their own bonus structures to make sure that, you know, there's a reason to, to go hoist the trophy beyond just your own pride, which obviously is a motivating factor intrinsically. But, you know, we're professional athletes. You're playing for money. So we'll see on that one. Prediction number six. <laughs> I think the one other thing, again, that's a to somewhat TBD until the draft actually happens, but it's sounding like they're going to have four players for the premier teams and six players on the challenger teams, which somewhat answers the question of what are they going to do with the extra players? Oh, interesting. But again, we will see. I'm glad that you read the MLP emails closer than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Got my ear to the grindstone or something Love like that. Love that. Love that. So uh, one thing that won't be challenging this year is picking a ball for your practice. What is your go-to? Well, we've talked a lot about balls today, guys. And if you're like me or how I used to be, you show up to the courts and you look at your opponent and you're like, do you have a ball? <laughs> Don't be you that ball? person in 2024. That's your New Year's resolution, guys. Have the ball. <laughs> and what ball is that? So the Neo Slick Vega 40 ball, you can go on Amazon super easy. And for $25 or a little over $2 a ball, you can get a 12-pack of what I think is the best ball in the game. You're basically getting wholesale pricing for retail. Yep, exactly. So don't delay. They come in pink and green. Get your hands on that Neo Slick. Awesome. So we actually have a Dear KW today. Is it from... Jilly B? It is from Jilly B. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. I am training for singles, you guys, again. Um, for those of you that don't know, I used to play a lot of singles. Um, She's back, baby. <laughs> had some some decent results back in my, uh, my day of playing it. And uh, there's this one thing about singles that drives me really crazy, which I feel like my passing shots are on or they're off. And if they're off, I just feel like, screwed and i've talked to a couple other pro players a couple guys were like yeah for me when i play singles i'm losing the first round or i'm in the finals yeah because it's that same feeling of like shoot you brought it or you didn't and i was telling kristen about this and she just was like you can't be a victim like that so i asked her totally. i'm like well then you tell me how do i gain my confidence when i've missed the past five passing shots totally well it's it's two things that one you're you're reminding me of is targets, right? When you feel like your passing shots are off, you yeah. have this sensation of being a victim. You're like, where do I go? Yeah. And if you don't have clarity and conviction and where you're aiming, you have nothing. As they say, aim at nothing and you'll hit it every time. So I would say you have to pretend that your opponent doesn't exist, that all you see are just lines and an empty net and you're just swinging for your target and wherever it goes, it goes. 100%. Secondly, and this ties into the first, but confidence is this thing people talk about. It's so important and everyone needs it, but where does it come from? We know sometimes we are more confident or we are less confident, but how do you control that confidence coming out of you? And the problem is, again, victimhood. People almost without fail when I ask them, what makes you feel confident? They say, I hit the life last five shots good. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, that's nice when that <laughs> happens. But what about when you hit the last five shots bad? Right. What How do, do, do we make the sixth shot 
a more confident swing. Yeah. And the truth to me, and especially in golf, right, where we have all day to set up before we swing, but even in a reactionary sport like tennis or pickleball, where you are reacting to where the ball goes, is footwork is your setup. And what you have to have confidence in is your pre-shot routine, your process, the way that you play the game. So if you have confidence that when someone has a weak backhand, you're just gonna keep aiming for the backhand knowing that that's your best bet. If you have confidence knowing that when you keep your feet underneath you and your footwork is good, good your shots go where they're supposed to, that confidence will come back to you. Yeah. But the best and most confident consistent players of any game are strong enough mentally to hit bad shots yeah. with that conviction and accept the results and not let that affect their next shot. I, I, I took a lot from what you coached me on the other day, and so I was playing singles yesterday. And my passing shots were off, and that's gonna happen because I'm playing someone who's six foot four here in the desert, and you have to be so precise. So I just said to myself, hey, let's stop looking at him, right? Let's just focus on our target. It's mm -hmm. really hard, but you can do that. You can literally like erase the person mentally, right? The mental exactly. image, you can erase them. Mm -hmm. And I know you feel, Jill, like you've got to put it on the line because he's six foot four, but what if we just decreased our target precision by 20%? So be a little kinder to yourself, feel like you can hit it a little higher and a little less close to the line. Absolutely. And then I just started making the ball. And sometimes just making the ball, even if they get a paddle on it, is enough confidence to get you, to get you through and to yeah. pull out a win. Yeah. I think the mental physical connection in any sport always comes back to one major thing for me and that is release. Yes. And in golf, I talk about it all day, every day, getting the feeling of the paddle doing the work, getting the feeling of the energy, getting to go freely. And the opposite of that is what? Tension. Tension, yeah. guiding, steering. Looking, I see looking so off. often when people, eh, we'll get to that in another way, but I see so often people missing into the net. When you're missing into the net, 99.9% .9 of the time, it's because you have tension or you're trying to be too perfect. So don't forget, where is your margin for error? Right? As I always say in golf, yeah. miss it high, miss it long, meaning miss it past the hole where you have a chance. Right, so something, so I do, some, something I do in golf all the time is I think about my misses. Like I step up to every single tee shot, every single putt, and I'm like, where do I want to miss this? Right. And Which, then I, if you flip that script, right, is like, where can I go versus where can't I go? Okay, sure. there's a lake. Here's where I want. What do I want? What and do I see? And that's just Where's such a space? nice, like, mental simplification of yeah. what you want to do. And I've never, ever in my, you know, 20 years of competitive tennis and now pickleball, I've never thought in terms of the miss. Yeah. Why not? Like that is so helpful to think about your margin for error, to think yeah. about where you want to be missing the ball. And then you give yourself that permission. Hey, I'm trying to return really aggressively. If I miss it long, the first couple, I'm fine with that. And you give yourself that kindness and that permission and you play so much better. So it's funny yeah. how like playing singles again is actually helping me with my mental game and helping me be a better doubles player. Yeah. And, um, you know, in order to win in singles, as you said, you've got to serve deep and you've got to return deep have to and if that means that some of them miss long yeah that's the game you have to have enough confidence to trust through the misses for sure all right if you guys liked the dear kw more than the dear jilly b <laughs> i can't say i blame you
I did too. Don't forget, you can always write us thispblife at gmail.com with any questions that you have. We absolutely love to hear from you. A couple of you DM'd me on Instagram last week because I said if you did, I'd reply. I replied, uh, Joy, love that pickleball is joy is also your slogan. So this pod is dedicated to you. Kristen, remind the listeners. Um, And one last thing before we remind the listeners, in the same vein, our Pickleball is Joy winner is Margot9247. So Margot, check your notifications. And don't forget that Pickleball is Joy. Don't let anyone tell you differently. See you next week. We out. This Pickleball Life is a Tomahawk production. 100% organic, self-made, and homegrown. Music by K-Dubs. Editing by K-Dubs and Joey B. Check out pbgods.com and use code PBLIFERS for 10% off your next order. Do you have a question for Jilly B? Email us at thispblife at gmail.com to be included in future episodes. Don't forget to click subscribe. This Pickleball Life.